It's episode five of Blue Skies Thinking from Guideline. Knowing me, knowing you. Aha. We'll be discussing how Zelda deals with confidentiality in business. But first, let's catch up with Jacob and Nero. Jacob has been unexpectedly invited to Nero's for a midweek evening meal. Nero waits at the door as Jacob walks from his car to the house. before. What are you yelling about? You're into sideline to the value of two and a half million pounds already, with no revenue on the books. How the hell do you know that? Zaldo told me at lunch. It was all I could do to stop myself falling off my chair. What the? It would have been cheaper for you just to hand me the DB5 and go and build yourself a new one from scratch. Can we go inside, please? That's better. You probably need a drink and a lie down. (sighs) Take a seat, Jake. It... Oh, stuff it. What in God's name did Zelda tell you? She gave me a full update on the works at the unit. The product line, the whole nine yards. I was impressed until she showed me the balance sheet. Honest to goodness, I nearly swallowed my gold tooth. Firstly, I am not happy about this. I will have to talk to Zelda about this breach of confidentiality. And secondly, it's none of your business how I go about making your daughter a successful business owner. It is when I'm your friend too. Well, yes, I guess. However, things are a little different now. We're in competition, both in the product marketplace and... I gave up on that product line, you know. Oh, I know. I know, I know, but Zelda is confident she can iron out what Um, you couldn't. And my 12-person product development team. Yes, yes, and them. And my marketing team, sales team and manufacturing people. Yes, 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 all of them too. Honestly. I hope she'd piped up at the time. I bet. Anyway, we are in competition. Ish. All right. We are looking to compete with you. Ish. And we have a wager. And you fancy my daughter? Yes. No. Look, that's not the point. Asked her out yet? Oh, hello, Jake. So lovely to see you. Is Zelda with you? Hi, Mrs Zero. Lovely to see you too. Were you expecting Zelda too? Oh, call me by my Christian name, Jake. She was coming too. Wasn't she, Nero? Carlos and I are banging out a wonderful dish in the kitchen. It'll be ready soon. Yep. She should be here any... Speak of the devil. Zelda, so nice to see you midweek. Thanks, Mum. Jake's here. Is he? W- w- where? In the lounge. I'm just off back to the kitchen to finish off with Carlos. Hi, Dad. Hi, Jay. Hi, darling. Hi, Zelda. Didn't know you'd be here tonight. This is nice. No, we were both kept in the dark about that. I was just talking to Jacob about your progress. You're certainly at it full steam ahead. Oh, yes. We're making great headway. I'm hoping to have the offices ready next week and start hiring whilst the factory roof is fixed. The machines start to arrive at the end of the month. Impressive. I meant to ask over lunch before I had that funny turn. How have you fixed that product line you nicked from me? Nicked? 
And say nothing, Zelda. Remember, he's the competition. Really? He's my dad. And a potential competitor. You'll need to watch what you share with this rascal in the future. Who? Little old me? I never thought of that. Dad, you quizzed me for two hours today over lunch. I'm interested, darling. Anyway, have you two been out to celebrate your union yet? Uh, uh, oh, I hadn't thought about celebrating our partnership. You must. A nice meal. Just the two of you. Stop it. What? Oh dear, oh dear. What a wind-up merchant Nero's proven to be. Anyway, regardless of his motives, he's given us the topic for the week, and that is confidentiality. And to discuss this with me this time is not quite who we'd hoped, so unfortunately Russell's back. You must be delighted. It's a shame our uh, former friend and colleague was unable to join us. Yep. So um, how do you want to do this then? Well, um, perhaps we should start by explaining what our credentials for discussing confidentiality are firstly. OK, well, if I kick off, um, I mean, I've been I've been responsible for information security in various local government bodies, especially since 1997, when I was first appointed to a delightful role. Um, at one point, I was a single point of contact for the Regulation of Investigatory Powers Act uh, when it was first introduced. And I've operated in some businesses with some very sensitive data under its control. Uh, what about you? Yeah, well, I've done um, a number of different uh, bits. I've worked for um, some very sensitive uh, central government departments with some very um, secretive and sensitive data. I've worked in the in the nuclear industry, and um, there's lots of obviously sensitive things there. I've worked uh, within pharmaceuticals and healthcare. So, um, yeah, some quite um, stringent security regimes yeah. that I've, I've worked within so um yeah uh got the t-shirt on, on a lot of these things um but i guess you know in in the things that you've done you must have seen some um some bad examples of maintaining confidentiality um uh, quite not often i would think oh yeah it i mean especially in the early days uh early data protection act uh, it was it was very prevalent it was very easy to to spot people that were um were fracturing the law uh, for everything from people forwarding emails with uh, we had this one where there's a beautiful sensitive chain of conversations through this email and then somebody attached that chain to a meeting invite <laughs> uh, of including the person who was potentially going to go through a disciplinary with all the conversations that had gone through before um, there, there's been situations where people have deliberately shared private information with people they they really knew they shouldn't, and yeah. obviously there's the always the accidental event. Um, some have been quite severe, mm. um, uh, which I, I don't want to go into because they could yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, 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 information or confidentiality is a, is a very broad subject. Yeah, it is. Let's, um, let's it's worth well, thinking about what what's going on in sidelines. Yeah, because I think that, that there's numbers of areas of confidentiality and, and really um, 
uh, you know, one of our areas in guideline is around personal data protection. But I think a lot of the issues in sideline really are around uh, kind of company confidential information, um, uh, competitive information, that sort of thing, because it's a not a great scenario where there's uh, two companies that are in competition with each other that are sharing information and um, um, I've worked in a lot of uh, competitive situations where um, either side of that competition would dearly love to know um, what the competition is thinking is saying is going to is going to bid as it were and um, I guess you put your yourself at a disadvantage and your competition at an advantage if you if you share information too readily and i think you know family or not that um ready sharing of all your information warts and all is perhaps not the best way forwards in in, in business open and honest is great um yeah but uh, at, at the right time um so there's there's also this aspect on occasions that the the to certain industries, and I think you've worked in a few of them, where there is a duty of confidentiality, whether there's a professional requirement. Yeah. Uh, uh, how how can you explain what that entails to people? Um, and I think those um, those industries and and, um, and nuclear industry is certainly an example of one that yeah. that there there should be um, uh, good induction and training in place to inform. Um, those individuals of what their what their obligations are and what they should do and um, things like uh, healthcare is a prime example where there are you know some some quite onerous ob obligations on how you should and shouldn't deal with things like sensitive patient data um, so uh, there's I guess it entails firstly an awareness um, but I think also an attitude around uh, information um, and treating that information as uh, something of value, as something of an asset to the organisation. And um, mm -hmm. and much as you wouldn't just go and give your, your car keys or your laptop to somebody, uh, why would you then give them information willy nilly? And um, yeah, yeah, I think it's just that it's more, you know, it's an attitude as well as, you know, perhaps some controls that you might need to put in place as well. Yeah, but, but, uh, but as it happens, Zelda didn't have a duty of confidentiality enforced on her by a you know professional body. She had no uh, requirements there, but she does have an obligation to Jacob as a partner in the business. Yeah, yeah. So, so what do you think she should have done then to stop that being uh, a problem in her case? Well, if nothing else, it's something they should have talked about. Um, if we've discussed this in, in previous episodes, having an agreement of what, how your partnership is going to work, how, okay, they're directors in a limited company, but it's still a partnership. You still join together to deliver a, a common aim. Yeah. And there should, there should be some form of ground rule, something that says, this is what we share between ourselves. This is what we'll share with publicly. And this, we keep company private. Um, and that, that could also extend out to shareholders where you would expect a certain amount of confidentiality from professional business meetings. Yeah. Um, we mentioned, you, know, you mentioned competition uh, previously. We, we, we've both worked in the tricky world of, of telecommunications where there was 
this really strange juggling game of openness and confidentiality with competitors. Um, it, do you perceive that as a common dilemma in your experience? Um, I, I, th- I think it can be. I mean, there, there are there are some businesses that see everybody as a competitor, but I think yeah. more and more organisations uh, try to work in a, in a kind of partnership model where, you know, they try and uh, uh, see business opportunities to work together with uh, whoever those other companies are. Yeah, uh, A lot of the time, that will be to deliver joint services for customers. But in, on some occasions, there are um, situations where they're in competition. Um, it, it, it's a dilemma. But things like um, non-disclosure agreements and um, the way that a company is um, organized or divided can help yeah. to um, you know, minimize uh, uh, some of those issues. Um, but I, I think that, you know, that there's... There's definitely the family aspect in 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 sideline and the friends aspect. Um, you know, one does wonder if Jacob treats all his investments in this way and whether he goes in without agreements. And, um, uh, <laughs> and one also wonders if um, the competitor was somebody other than your dad, um, then it, it might be um, uh, a little less tricky to be hard nosed about it. Yeah, I think, and it has to be said that family business or having a business that's in a family that's in business together does create a, a an additional complication. It adds a little bit of a, a different dilemma. You know, you and I, not family, we go home to mm. our respective locations and we have a separate personal life to a business life. When you, especially if you live in the same house, yeah, you, you end up. Um, talking business and you'll yep. end up talking business in front of the children over the dinner table or with yep. or potentially bringing up uh, fairly sensitive issues yeah. uh, uh, with friends possibly because because it's on your mind or it is yep. it is uh, the subject of the moment yep. and that becomes even worse if you start roping in you know difficult staffing problems and if you're not a large company it can be very easy for your friends and um, family not in the business to quickly identify who you're talking about even if you're a little vague on it because you you know a job title or a or or, or a description of a, a somebody might easily identify them and then all of a sudden your confidentiality is blown your business professionalism is blown and you might you know well i think there's any number of avenues that might get opened up as part of those seemingly innocuous conversations yeah. if you're talking about money or finance you might expose some some weakness or, or even some opportunity that you're intending to go for that the competitor might be able to exploit um ideas that you've had yeah um, in terms of uh things you've created or might want to create that could be potentially stolen um any technical <laughs> yeah. flaws you might have uh, there are a number of things that could be used um against you so it's a a, a tricky area yeah and you, you you mentioned that i know we're going back to the this phrase that um that that was used that that, that nero used that he's nicked the product line yeah they nicked <laughs> the product line i mean that that's an intellectual property um, is. issue isn't yeah. it? or IP as it can be lovingly referred to on occasions. Yeah. How, how would you describe intellectual property as someone who's never thought they have any? Yeah, it's, a, it's, a, it's an interesting one because every business has some form of IP. And I think the easiest way to think about it is it's 
it's it's something you created but it doesn't have to be a physical thing it doesn't have to be a tangible yeah. object and there are many different examples of what this creation that you've made is it could be um, designs ideas blueprints um, symbols names logos any any number of intangible thing that you've created could be a piece of ip it could be a, a way you do something a process um, or, or even an approach to something so i think you know anyone listening out there um, really have a good think about areas of ip that you've got and then those areas of ip that you might need to think about um you know being cautious with and, and perhaps protecting yeah so that that use of the word nicked <laughs> yeah could could have hide an underlying problem that the, that product could be subject to a, a registered design or a patent or something yeah. so yeah. he doesn't yeah. be, appear to be doing anything about it though having said that um, not at the moment we'll have to see if anything happens on that front in the future yeah. um i guess we can't talk about confidentiality without talking about how technology uh, affects this um we are a, a very much a digital business and um yeah. it's getting bigger and bigger in in every business i can't imagine there are many that rely solely on paper or or lack of technology so um given that you know the the, the hackers and and those that would do us harm are seemingly one step ahead um uh, is it something we can completely mitigate or is it we have to accept that we can get information stolen and what do we do yeah well i mean it, obviously you, you don't want to just accept it'd be like saying oh i've got stuff in my house and eventually it will get nicked what i do you don't uh, go out and leave the front door open and the windows unlocked and then say oh somebody nicked my things um yeah if the, door was locked, the windows were locked well <laughs> you did what you could yeah and i, I think that's, that's absolutely right you, you really got to do what you 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 can to protect your data the problem with any of the measures that you see you've got antivirus and what you've got is people constantly trying to break antivirus you've got or anti-malware or or any one of the anti uh, devices you might install on a piece of uh, hardware and yeah. and you you might have physical uh, precautions that you put in place around where you store your computer equipment or um all, all the all these things people are constantly if they can see there's a benefit in them getting yeah. access to your your technology and your data then yeah. they'll be trying to work away or trying to break it so you can't actually ever get rid of the risk no, no. and the, and the real problem is in this digital world is you've got to com constantly keep up with it yeah yeah it, it sounds like a burden but it, obviously there there are people out there to help you but i think i would draw us back to a point made earlier in the in the conversation which is um it's all about attitude and people and approach you know if people have the right thinking around technology and security and they are thinking about it and aware of it then that's the the biggest mitigation i think you, you can have rather than you know trying to put every single technical measure you can think of in place yeah, because otherwise you just end up with this horrendous technical burden, uh, yeah. security burden, which apart from being expensive to implement, would be expensive to to maintain. Yeah, absolutely, and would probably make your working environment very difficult. So it has to be a balance. Yeah. in in maintaining confidentiality, a technical security uh, yeah. against being able to operate a business, though. 
Yeah, 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 absolutely. So we we do like we ask our experts uh, to sum up with some top tips. Tips. So let's um, give us one to kick off. Um, I, I guess uh, you should understand whether you have any duties of confidentiality, any obligation, any professional standards that you need to abide by. Let's say you're an accountant or a therapist or a clinician or, or any anything like that. If you've got something you need to abide by, you need to make sure that you are aware of those. Yeah, and I've put some examples uh, of um, some of those codes of practice on our on our uh, show page right. for this episode. Um, you also need to understand the situations when you may have to break that confidentiality. They do exist. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, there is something called the uh, Police um, and Criminal Evidence Act, mm. which enables the police to come in and request of you. Yeah, yeah. But even that's not cut and dried. Um, no. If you get a request, you need to validate it and to ensure they're not just fishing for information and they've got um, a legitimate reason for requesting you to uh, break that confidence. Absolutely. And that, and that brings us to protecting the confidential information. We're going back to our other subject. Set your, your policies and your processes and your procedures up. Uh, and for paperwork in a filing system, ask if ask yourself who has access are the rooms secure are the cabinet secure you know is it sufficient and, for the data i'm storing in there yeah and and as for storing tech information on technology um that's got a whole different set of challenges um because you need to make sure it's stored securely transferred securely there are appropriate measures in place and you know back to informing your people about the rules and requirements they need to follow and and finally uh, Make sure you're clear on what you sh uh, what you would do if the confidentiality is breached. Mm. How how would you report it and record it? Uh, and then you might have to deal with the fallout, telling the affected people the, of of the breach and organisations. Uh, and then you might have to do some work to manage professional bodies if you're a member of any. And you might right. have to to get in touch with the media or or uh, have some. Make sure you're well trained on media to make sure you don't. Do a Gerald Ratner on, on yeah. the situation. Absolutely, and and for I guess for all the listeners out there, if you are doing uh, data breach processes for your data protection, then that's you know as a good template for how to deal with a uh, breach of confidentiality. So make sure you're um, up to date with that. But um, yeah. yeah, these these all good basic tips um, uh, to give confidentiality a chance in your organisation. So. Um, I think we'll say that's about it for confidentiality at the moment. Um, but I doubt it'll be the last time that it raises its head in sideline. Yeah, we'll have to wait and see. But I think you're right. Um, that leaves me to wrap up this episode and encourage you to get busy liking, rating, sharing and commenting on the podcast site um, you're using. And of course, there's always the opportunity for you to be a guest in a future episode. Um, we've already got a healthy lineup, but um, unless yeah, we get no more shows, no more, no <laughs> yeah, shows again. I'm sure he was just very, very busy. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, if you've got a hot topic to discuss, I'm sure Sideline might suffer a related issue in the near future for you to comment on. Um, check out the show notes page on our website, and we look forward to your company next time in I Have a Dream, in which Zelda's premises are coming together or coming apart. I wonder which. I wonder.